Welcome to Down in the Valley. You're listening to our podcast version, Running in Syndication, thanks to our friends at the Beautiful Game Network. We air live on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central on our YouTube channel. So don't forget to subscribe to it at youtube.com slash down in the valley. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at down in the RGB. Be sure to join us live on the show to interact in real time with us to talk all about RGBFC. Thank you and enjoy the show. All right, guys. Well, well, welcome to another episode of Down in the Valley. My name is Edson Ochoa, and I am your host for, for this podcast uh, called Down in the Valley, uh, brought to you by none other than our friends of the Beautiful Game Network. Be sure to check them out on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. On Twitter, they are at the BGNFM. Be sure to check out their website at www.bgn.fm. Uh, also, be sure to uh, check out um, the BGN sponsor, which is Roughneck Scarves. They're the official scarf supplier of USL, MLS, uh, and NCAA. Um, as far as ourselves, be sure to follow us on all our social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're at, at Down in the RGV. Uh, be sure to also check out all of our podcasting platforms. Uh, the podcast versions are on Spotify. Um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud. So be sure to, to uh, choose your favorite podcasting platform, follow us on there, and um, be sure to listen and share all, all of our podcasts. Um, we would really greatly appreciate it. Um, this week, I believe it's going to be a short, uh, a short episode. There's really not much to talk about. Uh, we will be having uh, Ray Silva coming in uh, a little bit later, but uh, pretty much what we're going to be talking about today, there's been some breaking news regarding uh, Wilmer Cabrera Jr. Um, that we'll be, talk we'll be discussing, as well as uh, we'll be talking about the, uh, the match against uh, UTRGV that happened uh, this past Sunday, what uh, Ray saw, because Ray was at the match. Where we'll be talking about what he saw uh, from the match. Um, I know we can't really talk a lot about trialists because of. Uh, see, here's here's one thing that you guys really need to understand um, when it comes to um, preseason is that um, unless, for starters, there's not the teams are not going to be giving out. Uh, starting XI information, whether it's in social media or to the press. Um, this isn't because, contrary to what I thought last year, this isn't because it's uh, any kind of uh, laziness on the organization's part in, in regards to um, RGVFC uh, media. It's more along the lines of, it's this is a USL-mandated thing. So, for example... We cannot, or they cannot give out any information, any names, nothing of any trialists that are playing, for example, against UTRGV. Um, they cannot give out the name of, of the trialist uh, in public. And, uh, hey, hi, how you doing, Harry? Well, Jake, here's, here, here's another, here's another good, uh, uh, good news about, so Jacob right now is actually, uh, he actually won't be joining us today. He actually got, he's actually starting his new job today. 
and uh, which is uh, really awesome for him because uh, he'll be starting working uh, uh, when with uh, journalism. And so since that's the career he wants to go to, he got a job uh, at the local paper. And uh, we're, we're very ecstatic for, for, for him in that regard. But back to what I was saying is that uh, the USL does not allow for the teams to give out information, any names in regards to, um, to any trialists that, that are out there, uh, which is why a starting exercise are usually not uh, dis- displayed or, or, or shown or anything. And uh, Ray, uh, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Good evening. How are you? Real good, real good. How about yourself? Yeah, just pretty much uh, talking to to our our audience right now about this whole ordeal with trialists in uh, in preseason. And I, I know there's probably a lot of people. I know a lot of people asked you on Sunday that that information why that wasn't uh, released out, out to the public. Yeah, it's it's a general procedure that the USL has that if uh, you are on trial, then. Uh, basically, your information cannot be um, uh, given up just due to liability purposes, mm-hmm. and uh, that's probably the main the main reason behind it. And especially if you're like a uh, like a two uh, a two team like uh, the Toros, uh, then it, 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 it complicates things a, l- a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even some of the university. Uh, uh, the university, the UTRGB team that they played, uh, they had a couple of players that uh, that weren't officially listed on the roster. So uh, those were those are guys that haven't uh, been announced uh, by the use the university itself. So that so that kind of uh, complicated things a, a little bit for me. Yeah. Uh, during Sunday, so uh, I, I I did know that the starting. Team for UTRGB was a freshman, so let's uh, let's take that in. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's grasp that one in there for a second. Uh, a, a freshman literally stood on his head and held a pro team to a one-one draw. I mean, the guy made some key saves during key moments uh, to pretty much keep that match at one-all. Hmm. What did you see? Uh, what did you see out of that match? I know you were you were you were there present uh, at, at the game on Sunday, but what did you see out of the Toros? Were you were there? Uh, were you satisfied, or you you think that the they were kind of lax? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say and give an inconclusive grade, and here's the reason why for an inconclusive grade. When you have more trialists than people assigned to your official roster, it kind of gauges, uh, it kind of uh, waters down the, the grade and the performance uh, from what I would have liked to have seen now. Compared to last season, okay, there, there was a significant uh, upgrade. There was a little bit more up-tempo in the first uh, two 30-minute sessions that I was able to see. There was uh, a bit more of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the trialist came in for the second 30 minutes and the last thir- uh, the, or the last 15 minutes 
of the second 30 and the last 30 minutes, uh, that's when we started to see all the trial lists uh, combined with like one or two of the of the regular starters uh, to be played more uh, frequently. So overall, I, there, there was a lot of good things that that you could have uh, taken out from those trial list players uh, with some of those uh, uh, veteran or returning players uh, from that point. Okay. Yeah. I I understand your point, and I think that's that is something that unless you were there at the match, you know, just first impressions when you hear a score out of saying, "Oh, well, a pro team drew against a a college team," you start getting a lot of questions in your head. And you okay, st- and, and let me and let me just say something about that about UTRGV. This was a UTRGV that last season, during their season of competition, were picked to finish seventh, which would have meant for them missing out on the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And their head coach, Paul Lease, uh, pretty much said, the, the hell with preseason ranking, uh, let's, let's go make some of our noise of our own. And sure enough, they had two of the most uh, uh, lethal forwards uh, of the Western Conference with uh, with uh, Robbie DeLuzma and uh, Will, uh, William Akio, and they also had another missing uh, forward by the name of Kyle Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, be- between those three guys, they may have uh, potted close to like 25 goals uh, close to 30 goals for the uh, season. Mm-hmm. So to say the least, uh, I was actually quite surprised at that result because UTRGV did have their share of opportunities to uh, to have stolen that game from from the Toros. So I'm looking. I'm looking at the at the. That's here for Ruby Ruby Deluzma, and current stats is showing me that he played 14 games in 2018 uh, with a .29 uh, goal average. In total, he scored. Where are you? Where are you? Four goals. So he scored four goals in 14 games. And you and who else did you mention? Uh, William Akio and Kyle Edwards. Kyle Edwards was one of those names that uh, surprised me that he didn't uh, make that uh, didn't make that uh, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, was given to me. Uh, it, I mean, it, it just came as a surprise because uh, when co- uh, when I talked to Coach Etcheverry post game. And, and he, even for the leading up to the game, uh, he goes, you know what? I, I think some of these guys in that roster uh, can probably put a pretty good impression with the Dynamo. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm not anyone to say that, that they did or didn't, but even when I would see those guys on a regular basis during the fall-winter uh, schedule, uh, they they pretty much caught my attention with the way they played. 
take a look. So take a look at, at, at his his stats. In 2018, Kyle Edwards, who you mentioned, did not play this match. In 2018, he played 20 matches. He scored 14 games, uh, 14 goals. So that's 18 between Deluzma and Edwards. Yes, and I and then I checked also Akio, and he scored five. Well, that's 23. That was a little bit off on my math, but I mean still. Uh, 23 goals between those three players in a uh, brief, in a uh, shortened uh, uh, college schedule. I mean, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. I mean, con- considering the circumstances in which the the game was played, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, it, it the first 30 minutes, uh, it was a little bit of a stalemate, but then once the la- the last two periods happen I'm like oh okay this is what I came for I think I think um, a lot of a lot of people which I which I understand why because you think a lot of people think oh well it's pro they have to be automatically better than college but you have to take into consideration that at least with the rgv system um a lot of these a lot of these players so for example last year you had a lot of people that uh, players that were barely getting out of college or or players that are barely one year into into the uh into the professional uh environment so i don't really think that there's really much of a, a huge difference between uh, between the second division level, you can you can say, and, and the collegiate level, I'm, I mean, you've been around Ray. You've been around uh, college uh, sports a whole lot longer than than I have. Do you believe that this is this reasoning is is correct? I'm going to go ahead and say yes and no. Yes, there's there's a little bit of a difference because uh, let's just say that that the college and the pro. Uh, at least here in the United States, they don't they don't share the same calendar. Mm-hmm. While the pros are pretty much resting, uh, like in the winter, uh, uh, the college season is barely uh, wrapping up. So then that pretty much gives like the pro team like already to start thinking uh, forward for their campaign. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the the little differences that I've uh, that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So the, there's that into consideration. And then one of the other differences between the pro and, and college level is the college you're just limited to what you can do during the off season. Like yes, you can have these uh, preparational games and whatnot. And you're only limited to like a handful. As is with the Toros, you're already preparing for what's going to be a very, very long summer. Mm-hmm. Now, once the summer break comes in for uh, the, the college thing, a lot of these players go out and play, uh, play for a- uh, amateur contracts. Mm-hmm. They're they're basically uh, 
playing for free in order to have that level of continuity of having that game day shape and whatnot. See, I remember, I remember that that would happen a lot with with the Grandes back when we had them a couple years ago. Most of their lineup was mostly players from UTB and UTRGV that were playing, like you say, on an amateur contract. Because, well, because yeah, go ahead. Because I mean, there there really there really isn't anything that the college cannot do. I mean, unless unless one of the assistant coaches becomes uh, like an assistant coach to one of these amateur sides, then that's the only other way that they're able to see, to have some sort of contact with the university. Well, not with the university, but with their coaches uh, to try to get that game shape in, uh, to keep that game shape uh, alive and well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I'm getting a comment from my friend Omar. He says uh, he says he was surprised the Toros didn't beat UTRGV. Now, historically, historically, I think not counting last season because last season I think the Toros did beat the uh, the Vaqueros. They it, it consistently like UTRGV always put up a challenge to to the Toros. Uh, there's been I believe there was uh, the year before in 2017 they drew. The, the vaqueros uh, as well. So this isn't something uh, that comes as, as a surprise. Um, it does come to a surprise as many because a lot of the a lot of the collegiate players want to show the coaches that hey, we're also deserving of an opportunity to play for you or at least take us into consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need us, and that's why a lot of these collegiate players. Uh, rise up to the occasion and try to play uh, as hard as they can and as fast as they can to keep up with the levels of of these uh, pro uh, pro athletes. Yeah. So uh, that's why you kind you kind of see a little bit of a of a challenge from the collegiate athlete. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think and I think we see it because you know, I think they're just trying, like you say, they're trying to to pave the way for for especially I would assume the seniors, the seniors who who are pretty much on their last year of collegiate, and uh, maybe maybe the you know they want to draw the eyes of uh, Coach Echeverry or whoever scouting or any scouts that are uh, out there, you know, to give them an opportunity next season when they try when they try out or, or something and they don't make it like let's say they don't make it to the draft you know allow them to to try out uh via the uh the winter tryouts and uh hopefully hopefully earn a spot in a, in a professional team if they do decide they want to become uh make soccer their career and become pros yes so if I recall correctly, you mentioned at the match that RGV's goal was scored by a trialist. Correct. How did how did how how did that? Can you describe? Do you remember how that play uh, occurred? Okay, there. Uh, so apparently, UTRGV was trying to. Uh, 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 they were trying to move the ball forward. You know, they tried to play it out a little too quickly instead of, like, 
taking their time and trying to find an open man or instead of a changing uh, a changing uh, uh, let's just say changing the side of the play because everything was trying to be built up uh, from the left and then when mm -hmm. they tried to switch on the right the Toros uh, sensed a little bit uh, sensed a little bit of of lackness uh, of lack of speed from UTRGV so they pretty much uh, pressured the ball and they found a, a beautiful one-touch combination and and they scored pretty mm -hmm. much like that. See, that's, that, that sounds good, you know, being able to capitalize on the uh, on the opponent's mistakes and i i feel like i feel like the uh that's where you yeah uh, not you tier gb but i feel that that's where the toros i think will prosper will be in the, pre uh, the pressure high up on the field and uh the quickness the tra of transition between defense and attack and that counter uh in order to to surprise the the opponent so i think i think we might see that might be the uh, the tactic for for this season because of the because of the talent that we have you know we have the strength and the speed of uh of carlos small we have the uh quickness and the agility of chuy enriquez um hope uh we have pretty much the experience of uh, malik foster so that i feel like that seems that's going to be what's going to happen uh going forward with, with this team um hopefully we can uh I think we've seen that as far as defensive wise, I think we might see we might see more uh, more of the same with uh, try, being as consistent uh, as possible. Um, hopefully, this um, I think a better benchmark better benchmarks would be when we play against other USL teams, whether it's the Bold in two weeks or or San Antonio, where we might uh, get an idea whether we shook off. Uh, and left behind that uh, that shakiness in the last 10 minutes uh, of the match where we would lose a lot of points that way. So, uh, Ray, yeah, AKA, go ahead. A.K.A. the tragedia the last 10 minutes. A ver si no pasa una tragedia. So, so Ray, Omar asked me, he says, if I'm not mistaken, UTRGV was ranked at the top 25 uh, through 30 teams nationally. Could you verify their their rank if possible? Uh, no. Uh, you see, they're... You see, they may have been ranked as far as uh, win totals, but overall, like, AP ranking, coaches ranking, uh, that is uh, false. Mm. Now, if he switches over to other sports, such as cross-country then okay there he might have some some arguments there but uh, as far as the soccer uh no uh they they were up there as far as win totals uh across the ncaa with 14 yeah but uh as, as far as like national ranking no what are they classified at d2 or d3 d1 oh they're d1 yeah they're a division one school Oh, nice. I did not know that, and I'm an, alum, an alumni of there. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, yeah, but... I know. No, 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 no. Let's not talk about that. Um, so, 
another I don't know do you have anything else you want to talk about from 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 that match I think my biggest question would be who did like from the players that we have already been confirmed that have been signed for 2019 which one uh struck struck you the most or which one caught your eye the most you know what I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, there's a couple of names that struck me the most uh Romilio Hernandez and Camilo Monroy okay those two guys struck me the most because, A, those guys haven't had, like, a full competitive match since who knows when. Yes, uh, Monroy had a, t a brief 10-minute showing, and Romilio, yes, he would get his spots, uh, he would get his spot minutes in, but now that they were able to play a, a little bit more extended time, it, 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 it seems like Romilio started to find a little bit of his form. Uh, during that game, and of course, uh, you, you just cannot teach the speed of Monroy. Mm -hmm. you, you cannot teach it. Uh, you just kind of hope that the guy can kind of like control it, type of thing. His, you, um, you think like his lack, so like his lack of experience is kind of like he kind of. He... Actually, it's more of a, a, the lack of rhythm. Actually, okay. It, it's more of a lack of rhythm only because he's had a, such a long, long layoff. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm singling them, them two out. And I'm not trying to be uh, negative about it, but it's just it's just that thing that, okay, when you've had such a, a long layoff, uh, you, you kind of have to, like, zero in on those two to see what they're all about. Yeah. Well, I'm pleasantly surprised that they're um, that they're kind of stepping up um, in that regard. So Romilio was placed as a defensive midfielder, or what? Yeah, yeah he played a little bit of everything throughout the uh, the the whole 30 minute stanzas. I mean, there was a time where he was subbed off, and then he would come back in and like close out uh, the match. Mm -hmm. So. I kind of look for him to be kind of like that defensive midfield destroyer, you know, kind of like that player that's going to recover a ball and perhaps uh, start an attack or two. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what what I kind of see in Romili. Yeah. And, and then, of course, you got Camino Monroy, who I really like. He's a guy full of energy, uh, can get down the, the field, very pacey. It's just that uh, it's not that you can be reckless because it's more of a defensive term. Mm -hmm. But I guess use it in an offensive term where you are reckless and don't know how to like uh, like use your speed to your advantage. You're not intel, uh, or you, you don't have the intelligence to know when to use your speed. You gotta have that. You gotta have that IQ. Mm -hmm. You, you, you gotta know that you gotta have that IQ in order to break and know how to like uh, snap an, uh, a defender's ankles or even a uh, waist to uh, break away and to potentially have more of a creative uh, upside to it. Yeah. So I think my biggest and I and I mentioned it on the first episode of 2019 for Down in the Valley, but I think my biggest question now and I think I said it two weeks ago. 
especially when they when we got confirmed that a uh, Todd Warden was going to be leaving for to uh, Portland Timbers too. Quit cutting onions. I already got to re- already got to replace Todd Warden on my graphics, <laughs> but no, my biggest question would be the defensive midfielder, you know, the midfielders. You know what the pairing is going to be for this for this season, and if they're going to be able to gel together. Um, who was besides Ro- who was paired up with Romilio in this match? Well, uh, like I said, this match may have featured more. More trialists than the ones from last season. To be real honest, you know, you, you that, that that's the one thing that really just scares me about this year's team is that okay, there was a uh, there's a handful of of players that we knew from last season, mm-hmm. and that didn't go to Dynamo training camp as to compared to this season where. Yeah, they, they gave us a handful of flares, but then they took like three or four, gave, left us only with six. Yeah. Six to seven of them, and then it was a load of trialists. So, if I recall correctly, we are without, I believe, three players, correct? We have Nico Cordy, Kyle Nick, Nico Cordy, Kyle Adams, and Malik Foster are, were with, are, are with the Dynamo right now. In uh, in uh, Tucson, Arizona, for for the Mobile Mini Sun Cup, uh, which by the way, the Dynamo lost four one in their last uh, preseason match against uh, Sporting Kansas City, and uh, yeah, the Dynamo had another red card, uh, but that's for another another thing. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe that Malik Foster played with. Uh, so basically, what happened in today's match? You had two matches going on at the same time. The starters played in the match that was streamed, and there was another match that going on at the same time was pretty much a bench and reserves. Uh, and I believe Malik Foster was playing in the set in that other match, and those those players, the bench, the bench, the reserves, they tied one one against Sporting Kansas City. And I believe uh, I would have to confirm, but I believe Malik Foster saw some activity there. Okay, that's fair enough, and and another player that. I have either yet to see in Dynamo uh, or either with the Dynamo or with the Toros is one young buck, Bryce Marion. Oh, that's true. I mean, I don't know what could be going on. Uh, I just hope we have him by opening day in our roster. I don't know, man. I mean, <sighs> I haven't seen that he's up there in Houston. Mm-hmm. Not with the Dynamo, but just in the uh, in in the Dynamo Academy. Yeah. I mean, I I've heard that story, but I've yet to confirm with anyone about that. I don't know, man, because I mean, we we there's so many there's so many other players that we have heard nothing about, um, whether they're coming back or whether they're not coming back or whether they're signed with somebody else, and that includes our homegrown uh, Omar Tiveros. All I know, based on social media, is that he is currently in California, but no no sign of whether he signed with somebody else or what's going on. You mentioned as well uh, Bryce Marion. 
you know so it's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh incognito when it comes uh, to this all we know for sure is the list that coach Echeverri uh gave us on our first episode uh, as confirmed that they will be coming back um for the uh for the 2019 season of course there's still a lot of preseason to to uh to go and we could see a signing uh coming in in the next uh couple of weeks in theory uh that includes the uh you know either trialists that are currently on there or somebody that they might bring in from the league or from somebody from out there but that depends a lot on what the houston dynamo decides uh they need uh for for 2019 because i i do know that they really want to make a uh, priority the organization in to be competitive in, in the USL championship. And from what coach has told us uh, when we've had him on interviews, he's, he wants this team to fight for the championship, to fight for the cup. And uh, it, it just all depends on what the Houston, uh, whether uh, the Houston Dynamo sees things the same way as coach Echeverry does. So there's still there's still that uh, whole big question if there's anybody else that's going to be coming in that is not a trialist right now. Um, Stud Muffin asks, what about the Dynamo draft picks? Are they in RGV? Uh, as far as I know, they are not. They are at the uh, they are with the Dynamo at the mobile mobile mini Sun Cup. Um, they so they're they're currently with the Dynamo right now. Um, we we will see, we may see them come back uh and play with with the toros once the season begins they're still eval those players are still being evaluated by the dynamo uh, uh coaching staff to see whether they should they will be staying as a reserve for the houston dynamo or they will be sent down to earn some minutes uh with rgbfc there, like i said there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered and i think we really have to be we really have to be patient about this. Uh, Omar says, as of, this, uh, as of December 9th, 2018, according to NCAA Soccer RPI, UTRGV was ranked 43L. Going back to that topic, maybe Toros can benefit from some of these UTRGV players once they graduate. And I think that's what uh, that's what Ray was was uh, kind of leading on uh, when he was telling about that that they were that these players are kind of stepping up from UTRGV uh, when they play against the Toros because they want they want to be seen um, by the coaching staff. And yes, going back to that RPI ranking, yes, that. Uh, that RPI ranking means like if you if you go out on the road, play a tough opponent, you kind of get like a certain percentage point. And of course, if you beat a ranked opponent at home, that percentage point is like uh, whatever you earn on the road plus twenty uh, percent of that percentage point more is added to your RPI total, and that's where. Uh, UTRGV ended up like in the upper 40s and yet missed out on an at-large bid uh, to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. They were like one of the last four schools out that could have had uh, a very, that had a, a nice win total. Uh, they beat some of the schools that actually made the tournament, but I guess selection committee wasn't uh, wasn't very uh, kind to them mm-hmm. as far as uh, as far as making the uh, the tournament is concerned. So I, I thank Omar for for those questions. Even though I'm not with the university officially, uh, uh, 
I could uh, I could confirm the, that information. Yes, R RPI was was uh, in, in the upper 40s, but uh, that that's just the way the the luck of the draw is. I mean, if if you're not scheduling to play your Dukes, your Wake Forest, your Stanford's, your SMU's, mm -hmm. and actually beating them, then of course a selection committee is not gonna not gonna look at you, but. UTRGV did a fine job scheduling uh, how they did it, and they could have just stolen uh, stolen the game when they played the Air Force, which was ranked eighth in the nation, mm -hmm. which is in the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, then, then they would have been uh, then the selection committee could have turned their heads all the way down south. Yeah. But moving on to more Toro's uh, conversation, um, you were stating earlier about those draft picks. Yes, we we might see them uh, here pretty soon. Uh, we might see them as soon as next week. I mean, who knows? I mean, I know that the Dynamo have their Champions League match on the road in Gustatoya or Guastatoya. Yes. Uh, Guatemala. Mm -hmm. So so now so today was the last match uh, of the Mobile Mini Sun Cup for the Houston Dynamo. Um, they will be traveling back uh, during this week back to Houston, um, and then and just to prepare for for their trip over to to Guatemala for next Tuesday. So next Tuesday, uh, they will be playing Concacaf Champions League in Guatemala. What this means is that once the uh, coaching staff makes their decision with these draft picks. They will they will uh, go and tell them um, whether they're going to be staying with in Houston or they'll be going down to RGV, which means that, like you say, these guys may be available. Whether it's uh, Sam Junqua or Brad Dunwell, they w might be available to play against uh, Houston Baptist University this weekend. Well, I'm going to give you a little heads up. You posted something earlier on social media, something about CONCACAF, uh, media relations and whatnot. Uh, here's a big tip. Once you get your approval, a lot of their team, a lot of the teams will have already submitted CONCACAF rosters. Mm -hmm. Now those, now those rosters can probably include 35 players and pretty much we'll have to trim the fat of those rosters uh, probably by now. So I highly encourage you to log on to your CONCACAF portal mm -hmm. and go under the CONCACAF Champions League and take a and take a look for and try to find the rosters because that's the way I was able to uh, garner my rosters when I worked the uh, CONCACAF Women's uh, Tournament here down here at HEB Park last uh, last uh, last year. <laughs> so that's my my uh, public tip for you, young man. Thank you, thank you, Master. Um, really, really appreciate that that advice. Yeah, I'm really nervous to to see, to find out to see if they if I get accepted. Give you an idea as to what the Dynamo might do, mm -hmm. even though the Dynamo might put like a public statement as to, okay, this is our 
traveling roster with us. Yes. You can pretty much draw out, a stretch out some of the names that may not see a minute in that competition only because they're trying to get ready for their MLS season. Mm-hmm. So I I would expect a, he, a, a heavy, laden, dynamo roster, at least a lot of the first teamers. Yeah. On on the official roster, not not the preliminary, but the official roster. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel so. We have so Junqua and because um, we have Andrew Samuels, who is a defender. Um, God, sometimes I hate I hate how websites uh, load up. So he, so the Houston Dynamo has Andrew Samuels, who was chosen in the second round. Uh, he is a uh, defender. And then we also, we also, the Dynamo also uh, grabbed uh, two other players: Sam Junqua, who placed la- who played left back for the University of California Berkeley, and then uh, uh, Andrew Samuels is right back. Just to add on to that. And uh, Brad Dunwell was selected in round three of the MLS Super Draft. He is a midfielder. So I uh, I assume from what I've been told that Brad Dunwell uh, Dunwell is uh, another holding uh, mid uh, midfielder. Okay. So, th- so I go ahead. Might be, so that might be your your answer to the, your question you had with with uh, Romilio. I mean, Dunwell mm-hmm. might might be that. The incognito answer that we may be looking for. Who knows? Mm-hmm. My biggest concern, like we mentioned last week or our last episode, was who'd be the who'd be the captain. So based on this, I have a, I have a feeling that it's going to be Connor Donovan who who whenever he is with the Toros, he will be the captain uh, for for the team. I mean, he's got a lot of experience. Um, with uh, MLS and USL, so I think he's he's going to be the perfect fit uh, as the new captain for RGV uh, FC for 2019. Um, my bet, my my money is on Kyle Adams still. So you're going all in for Kyle Adams? I never said I was going all in, but I've got. Uh, I'll just play with some house money and go with Kyle Adams. Okay. Here's why. And here's my theory why. Okay. In theory, say that Kiki Struna ends up picking up more unnecessary red cards than than ever before. You would have to assume that Connor Donovan might be the first guy to get called up. Mm-hmm. Thus, leaving uh, Kyle Adams as your lone uh, true center back veteran uh, to lead the back line now. My other candidate would probably be uh, Corti as well. See that 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 makes sense. And knowing Kiki Struna's history with uh, with uh, red cards, that might be a possibility, and that's what worries me. I ho- I really hope that he gets his his stuff under control because uh, if he continues that way and he continues to get suspended, we might see more Connor Donovan being called up just like last year. Um, 
or being uh, given another MLS contract, maybe uh, at least maybe a temporary one for now. Um, I mean, what else? So another piece of news that came out during the week, and I think it came out the, on Sunday, on Sunday, if not Monday. Um, so it was announced by Butler University that um, Wilmer Andres Cabrera, Coach Wilmer Cabrera's, Cabrera's son, has uh, officially, um, what's the term that's used in college, a uh, committed. He officially committed to Butler University for the next uh, upcoming season. What are your thoughts on that, Ray? Well, uh, Butler University is one of those uh, prolific Division One programs. Uh, I know they recently played with Indy Eleven uh, just recently, and they lost three to two. So a really, a really solid program that. Uh, uh, that produces a, a, a lot of a pro talent, uh, whether it's the USL or MLS. So I think it was a wise choice uh, for him to join uh, Butler University. But what? Because I've seen the reason I ask this is because I've seen a lot of comments from people who who saw this news, people from the, the from the Dynamo, and I know it was brought up yesterday. Was do you think that that is a backstick? Because you're already you, Wilmer Andres Cabrera. You're already a professional. You're already playing for a professional team. Then all of a sudden, you want to go back and uh, play back at the collegiate level. Don't do you think that that's a step back for him, or do you think this is more on the lines of preparing himself for his future with a career? I see it as a little bit of everything here because let's just say that there's like quite a few upperclassmen ahead of him and let's just say that the learning curve that he he may have had down here at the uh, at the pro ranks as an amateur contract uh there uh, he could put that all into play now in case like there's that one little uh little sense of him that okay maybe if soccer isn't my career then we can probably uh um get my education for like the next four years and and move on to something else that isn't soccer related <laughs> i mean it it's just uh one of those things where you know you just gotta take care of your amateur status period yes and and it's like uh, coach gerson would would tell uh told us from 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 the first interview about that the collegiate uh from the collegiate to the pro ranks, I think there's that big leap of um, there's that big leap of uh, of growth to do. Yeah. In college, once your season is over, you don't touch a ball till like February. So you're not doing anything in December. You're not doing anything in January until probably mid February, when you are limited as to what you can and cannot do and then once your spring semester is over whether you want to continue to go to school or you decide to sign up and and play a pro a pro schedule on an amateur contract well then that's something way completely uh within the players uh Wishes. development and judgment 
to pursue. Yes. It's an interesting. It's an interesting decision. Um, I mean, I, I, only he knows why why he chose that. I just thought it, I just thought it was interesting uh, as a discussion point to see what people uh, what people thought uh, about that decision. I know that he was one of the more uh, known players from the academy uh, due to his you know him being the son of the uh, coach Cabrera and being so young and already playing uh, at the. Uh, at the professional level, in fact, he you know he pretty much beat his uh, his brother, uh, his older brother, to David Cabrera to you know to getting minutes in, at the professional level. Uh, David Cabrera, I think only play, he only played like one match or something like that. He, he didn't have a he didn't have a lot of minutes under the Torres uh, compared to Wilmer Andres Andres Cabrera. Um, so that's, I think that's just pretty much, uh, it when it comes to the, to that, which is pretty much wish him the best of luck, uh, at Butler and hopefully he'll, uh, he'll come back to the Dynamo system, RGB system in the, in, in the future. Uh, we'll see how that goes along with him. Uh, other bit of news in RGBFC world, um, the RGBFC official, uh, Twitter, announced that they're going to be having uh, what is called Toro Fest on Saturday, February 23rd at 7.30 p.m. at HB Park. If I'm not mistaken, that is when, hold on, let me look at the calendar right here. That is when we, when uh, they will be hosting the Austin Bold, correct? Correct. So, so they'll be having Toro Fest. Uh, there's not a lot of details that have uh, that have been uh, released in regards to what's going to happen at Toro Fest. Um, hopefully, we will get more details uh, throughout next uh, throughout this week into what exactly is going to happen with Toro Toro Fest. But be sure, guys, uh, to go out there and uh, and support the Toros. Go out there and watch them play against the newly uh, the new expansion, not expansion, but the new franchise of the USL, uh, the Austin Bold, uh, here at, at HEB Park. Um, not sure if it'll be free, like against CTRGV, or what's going to happen. None of that has been released. Um, in fact. It, it, they haven't really officially announced that it'll be uh, an, uh, a game open to the public, but I'm assuming if they're going to be having Toro Fest at the same time as the game, they'll, they'll be they'll be allowing fans to to go and and watch the game. So hopefully, we, like I said, hopefully we can receive more details in regards to to that in the in the next couple of uh, days. I'll be trying to see what I can uh, scoop out of uh, the organization and let and let you all know through our social media. Uh, another piece of news, um, there's the RGV Toros team store will continue to have 60% off uh, on their uh, all uh, their remaining gear from last season. Um, they will be done every Tuesday and Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Uh, if you guys have any questions, be sure to call them at the number 956-609-8341. Ray, I know you were there last time and you bought yourself, uh, you bought, you bought, uh, you bought a flag for, uh, uh you bought, uh, and you bought a couple of, uh, polos and, and shirts, um, there, which are at a really good price right now. Yeah, uh, let's just say I was there and, uh, 
I, I, I got a flag, yes. I even got one of those uh, training tops. And uh, I even got the, uh, something for our our photographer extraordinaire, Cesar Cortez. Uh, he, he requested an item, and, uh, and I have it all in, in, in my possession. Yes. Uh, for the meantime, and there, there are some great deals to have out there. And now, as far uh, as far as me, um, uh, I'll let you know uh, some of the stuff off the air, or hopefully we can meet within the next forty-eight hours, and uh, we can discuss a lot of a lot of the stuff that's been um, going on. There's a there's a lot of stuff that there's been a lot of stuff going on, but right now since Vipers is in season, and right now. They're doing pretty well for themselves. I, I think they're 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 not throwing all the money into the Vipers per se, but right now since they're doing that, uh, they're doing so well with the Vipers. I I think uh, I think the Toro stuff will eventually come into play. Uh, I want to say the next week. <laughs> you you will hear some news out of Toro's country. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I don't know why I feel like I'm getting sick. Um, so Sloth asks, he says, I'm guessing they're going to unveil a new jersey, which since they are sponsored by Adidas now. Um, they're going to have a new kit. That's all I know. That's all we know, that there will be a new uniform because they're clearing out all the other ones. So if you don't have your frosted whites, if you don't have your... Uh, your your fire orange, go get them while they last. Sixty percent off. I mean, I even wanted a, a, another Nike backpack, but too little, too late on that note. Yeah. So yeah, so we are uh, the we are using Adidas. Uh, as you, from what you could see from the training kits that the team has been using. Um, and which means we will be having new kits. Like we mentioned, that's all the information that we know about. Um, pretty much just uh, be a, pay, pay attention to RGVFC media and social media and our, and our social media as well. If anything be, ever uh, becomes officialized or anything, be sure to pay attention with that. I mean, we are, we are as, um, as, we, we, we only know as much as you know, which isn't much. So, I mean, we can't do, honestly, we can't, we can't do anything, anything about it. Um, so just be patient with, and uh, with that, uh, and with that, uh, and once, once it's been unveiled by, by the team, I'm sure you'll start seeing them at, at the Toros, uh, shop. Uh, hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll like the, you'll like the new kits. We don't know how they look like at all. Um, but, uh, I mean, I personally like Adidas, so, uh, I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disappointed, but others might, you, uh, you know, but it's a whole, it's going to be all the thing about opinions. Um, but what we care about doesn't we, I don't really care about what they wear how they, it's how they perform at the pitch that I care mostly about. And, uh, and I'll agree, and I'll agree there with you, even though personally, and, and, and this is just me being me, but 
uh, I really don't like Adidas, even though a, a lot of places where I've been, I've worked, are now supporters of Adidas. Mm-hmm. Or sponsored by Adidas, for that matter. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you know, just just be patient in that in that regard. Um, I think I, I, we should see it before before uh, the beginning of March. I, I think that's when when they 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 will start they will start using them. I don't know if they'll they'll use them against San Antonio. Like I said, in all preseason matches, they usually just use. You know what? I t- no, I take that back because last year when they played San Antonio. At San Antonio in preseason, they used the actual uh, the actual uniforms and not the training jerseys. So I, we probably might see something like that happen this year with the last uh, with the last preseason match um, eh, for the Toros. So just like I said, just be on the lookout. Personally, I'm not counting on it. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not counting on it. Mm-hmm. You and and this is and this is why I'm saying I'm not counting on it. Take a look at FC Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and I am just going to stop right there. Oh come on, the the Cincy jersey was actually pretty nice. Okay, design wise, okay, I'm going to give you that. I'll, I'll give you the design wise, but if you compare them to like. All the other ones, with the exception of Frisco, you all know where I'm going to go on this. Okay, so here here's something here's something that needs to be understood in regards to FC Cincinnati's jersey, and we're kind of derailing off the topic here, but it's something that, uh, that I want to point out. You know, there was very little turnaround time between when. FC Cincinnati was officially announced as an MLS expansion uh, uh, expansion franchise, and, and when they needed the kits, obviously because of that, uh, they are not going to be getting uh, any authentic uh, climate chill kits. They will all be using uh, climate cool regular replica uh, jerseys for for MLS. But that's because it usually takes about one to two years for for Adidas or Nike or Under Armour. To prepare its tooling to create the uh, and to design the, these jerseys, so that so that's the reason why FC Cincinnati are going to be using replica style kits, uh, uh, even for the team. But design wise, like I said, looks really looks really beautiful. Yes, it is a pretty much a jersey and a design that you can get off the My Team uh, Adidas uh, website. But you know, like I said, it's it's still it's still a pretty nice kit. Well, it, it, it looks like a nice kit, but oh boy, it, it certainly looks better than the ones in Frisco, though. Oh yeah, anything looks better than Frisco. <laughs> All right, guys. So, do you guys, uh, the anybody that's listen that's listening out there, if you guys have any questions, any comments, be sure to post it out uh, on the YouTube chat. Uh, we have a couple of minutes. We have a couple minutes to spare. You know, uh, if you guys want to talk about uh, anything else, I guess 
Champions League or whatever. Uh, we're more than welcome to talk, to talk about it. I mean, pretty much news-wise for, for RGVSC, we don't have much. And we pretty much just talked about it. We talked about uh, the UTRGV match. We talked about um, Wilmer Cabrera leaving for Butler. We talked about uh, the uh, the, dra- the Dynamo draft picks and if they'll be coming to uh, the RGVFC soon. We talked. Uh, uh, we talked about Toro Fest, the uh, the clearance at the at the um, at the Toro's team store. Uh, I think unless you have something else you want to talk about, Ray, I think that's all the RGV stuff that we we can cover. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's all we have for for at least this week. And a special shout out to Sean Ringrose. Right now he's watching the Rockets, but I'll let I'll let him know you said hi. Oh no, bless him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, they're doing all right. Uh, whatever. That seems legit. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not I'm not Rockets fan, so whatever. Well, yeah, the, that that is true though. So, I think it's it was a short episode. I understand, um, but I think I think we pretty much. Uh, we pretty much. Back on... Go ahead. I'm just waiting on come back on on Jacob from Twitter the other day. I don't know if he's uh, fully recovered from that. <laughs> but yeah, so. I think we kind of mentioned it a little while ago, but uh, Jacob actually got a, got a new job, so we're we're pretty uh, we're pretty stoked about about that that he's uh, growing uh, as a as a journalist. Um, so wherever Jacob is right now, you know, big congratulations from all of us here uh, at Down in the Valley, and we're we're pretty proud of what what he's what he's done, and he, we hope that he continues to grow. Um, Hopefully, hopefully he'll he'll be able to to continue being uh, on the on the podcasts, um, but we we will confirm that uh, as the, as the days as the days go by and, and we and we talk to him uh, about that. But other than that, it's it was a short episode, but I think we talked everything that we needed to talk about. If you guys missed any any part of the show, uh, be sure to we are going to be uploading this. Uh, to SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. So be sure to go out, go to any of the of your favorite uh, podcasting platforms, and stream it through there. You can also watch the archive of the vi- of the stream here on YouTube once the this, the live stream ends. Um, be sure to also follow us on our social media, down in the RGV dot, uh, not, not, dot com. We we're still waiting on that. I'm still anxious about that. Sean, please hurry. Um, down in the R- <laughs> at, at down in the RGV uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, also check out the our friends at the Beautiful Game Network. They are the ones that make uh, our podcast being available on, on Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, and uh, iTunes. They make it possible. Big shout out to Mike Sparks. Thank you so much for all the help that you bring us. Uh, be sure to check them out on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, at uh, the BGNFM, and be sure to check out their sponsor, their main sponsor, which is Roughneck Scarves, so their official scarf supplier of USL, MLS, and uh, NCAA. 
Uh, thank you, everybody who was watching right now. Thank you, uh, David. Thank you, sl a wonderful sloth. Thank you to my dad, Javier Ochoa. Thanks, my my good friend Omar Beltran and uh, Stud Muffin, Harry, and everybody everybody who was uh, who watched this uh, this show tonight. Thank you all for your continuous uh, support, and we hope to see you all next week, uh, which will probably be a more actually not probably will be a Thursday show. We'll back to be you know, on Thursday because Wednesday will be a Generation Orange due to Tuesday having the uh, Dynamo being in, in the CONCACAF Champions League. So next Thursday at 7 p.m., we hope to have more news. We'll be talking about uh, any any news out of the match against uh, Houston Baptist University. Uh, we will be talking about uh, more details, if any, are... are released about Toro Fest uh, next, uh, the following Saturday, the 23rd, uh, talking about uh, Austin Bold. I will actually try, guys, I will actually try next week to, to uh, have somebody that's a follower of the Austin Bold uh, on the show to hopefully talk to us a little bit about the team, what he's seen, what he thinks about all of their um their signings so far so that way we can know a little bit more about uh that the rival for for that day hope you i really hope you guys enjoy that uh once every everything gets finalized i will be letting you all know through our social media so be sure to be uh, be attentive on that uh having said this thank you ray for for joining me tonight uh thanks for all the information thanks for everything that you do with uh helping me cover cover this team um before we let you all go, guys, before I cut off the stream, I will be playing uh, a little bit. We'll be playing Romilio Hernandez's uh, quick inter uh, post-game interview from that match. If you guys want to see the others, we have Coach Echeverri and Ro uh, Robert Castellanos as well. They are on uh, our, our YouTube channel. Be sure to uh, search for them there. Uh, big thanks to Ray for getting us uh, that, that footage. Um, him and Edson, Edson, real quick, if you guys want the full uncut version of it, you guys, it's, it's sorry for the self plug here, but you guys no worries. Can, go, can, can go to uh, uh, on YouTube, just search South Texas Border Sports, and you will see all of the interviews that I've been able to get access to, whether it's different sporting events, whether it's been Toros, Vipers, Dorados. Uh, I'll try to cover the, uh, as as much pro sports uh, down here in the valley as I can. Yeah, so, so be sure to, to subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. Uh, like he said, uh, his YouTube channel is South Texas Border Sports. Be sure to show him uh, show him love and support uh, in his uh, personal uh, project with with that. Uh, if you guys are fans of the Dorados, if you guys are fans of the Vipers, you know, be sure to be sure to ch check out his his, uh, his content and give him some love as well. He's done a lot for the Toros, uh, and I think it's it's only fair for you guys to show uh, show him support uh, for all for all that he's done uh, for uh, us. I may not be the greatest looking human being, but I do give the greatest. Uh, looking effort there is out there of course man no honestly uh, i i think uh, out of out of out of all all of us uh, you know in our in rgv i think you're you're the one that's been through through it most carrying the camera recording i know sometimes you have to do everything pretty much yourself so for that dude i really 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 commend you and i'm really uh i, I really enjoy having having you as part of the down in the, down in the valley team 
Thanks so much, Ed. No problem, and uh, have a good uh, have a good night, Ray. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll yeah. Hopefully, we'll see y'all. I'll see you uh, this weekend. Uh, uh, God, Dios uh, primero. God first. Of course, man. Have a good night. You too. So thank thank you all for thank you all for joining us. Um, like I said, we'll see each other next next Thursday at seven p.m. And uh, I guess just just continue with y'all with y'all support, um, sharing our stuff, um, interacting with us on our social media. We try we really try our best to to keep uh, the Toros uh, on the spotlight in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, we try to put, we try to put in our our pretty much our grain of sand in, in that regard, uh, and I think I think as more people start being active with talking about the Toros on social media, I think more people more people will be convinced that the Toros are here to stay and that, that this is actually the Valley's team. Having said that, really wish you all uh, a happy Valentine's. If you guys if you guys are um, if you guys have somebody celebrated, if not, if you're uh, if, just enjoy your enjoy your day, enjoy your your regular Thursday. Um, we'll see each other next week. Take care, guys. Have a good night. You've listened to Down in the Valley, an RGVSC internet show and podcast. We air every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Down in the Valley. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Down in the RGV and our website at downinthergv.com. Also, we want to thank our friends from the Beautiful Game Network for their help in bringing our podcast to you, our audience. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Facebook at the BGNFM. Finally, be sure to also check out their sponsor, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the USL, MLS, and NCAA. Thank you, and we'll see you next week for the next episode.